Listen. Just listen. I'm Serendipity Theater Collective Company member Rick Walker, and you're listening to Second Story Podcast. Second Story is Serendipity Theater Collective's festival of stories, wine, and music, a collaboration among writers, actors, musicians, and others to create good stories and good times. The stories are written by the performers themselves, sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, always thought-provoking. And for our fourth story of the evening, at the end of the bar, Nick Ward. This is a story I am not supposed to tell. Okay. Four years ago, on the last Saturday night of college, I made a pact with Will and Dago, my best friends, never to tell this story. At the time, the pact was made because we didn't want anyone to know what we had done, so we vowed never to speak of it. But this evening, I break that pact. I met Will and Dago the first day of school, our freshman year of college. We sat on the stoop outside our dorm and smoked cigarettes. Our parents had just left. We were independent, and it was a beautiful day in Oxford, Ohio. I'm looking forward to smoking cigarettes whenever I want, said Will, who at the time sported cowboy boots and hair down past his shoulders. I'm looking forward to smoking weed whenever I want, I replied. I was a stoner, and I put too much gel in my hair. Dago, the short one with olive skin, chimed in. I'm looking forward to having sex. Dago is Italian, and his real first name is Matt, but everybody calls him Dago. Yes, I call my best friend by an ethnic slur, but that's how he introduces himself. So it's okay. So, four years after that initial introduction for the last Saturday night of college, we decided to get more wasted than we had ever been in our college lives. The location was Will and Dago's front porch, and the recipe was simple. Step one, smoke a bowl. Step two, drink a 40 ounce of malt liquor. Yeah. Step three, smoke another bowl. Step four, go out drinking. And step five, see what happens. After the completion of step three in our plan, we were riding high, easy going, and laughing our asses off. This crappy stereo sat on Will and Dago's front porch and blasted that song by the darkness. I believe in a thing called love. We adored that song, especially the part where the guy's like, I believe in a thing called love. Ooh, guitar. And we always air guitar like we were on some arena rock stage, and it may have looked stupid, but we didn't care. But that night, the last Saturday night of college, we got to the guitar, and the stereo just died like dead and, but not totally the music had stopped only to be to be replaced by an ominous buzz a, a hissing moaning sparking death toll that sent us all back a few paces it was like a little demon had crawled out of the stereo and into our brains corrupting our souls and when you're at step three and you're planning to get wasted riding high and easy going the very last thing you need is for that to happen. Uh, ah, screamed Will and picked it up, uh, holding it away from his body like he was going to throw it in the street. Dude, don't do that, I said. Why not? Do you see what this thing is doing? Just wait, I said again. 
And just then, an idea came to me, a brilliant and devious plan, something I had been wanting to do for many years, but it took step three on the last Saturday night of college for me to realize it. Dudes, by the time this night is over, we're gonna throw it through the window of the Dresden. The Dresden was a house two blocks north of Will and Dago's front porch. I don't know if it was the same at your colleges, but most of the houses in Oxford, Ohio featured a name and an accompanying sign, usually something that symbolized some sort of college experience. They weren't fraternities or sororities, and they weren't home to any families. They were close to campus and the bars, and they housed anywhere between four and 14 college students. Most, some of these joints were pretty cool. I mean, I had friends who lived at Stop Making Sense, which, in addition to being a reference to my favorite band, The Talking Heads, also served as a chill, party-loving, late-night locale with good people and good drugs. Most of the houses, however, were lame. There was no class, there was D's nuts, and there was the Dresden. The Dresden was a massive establishment. It was set back off the road 10 feet farther than the neighboring houses with a wide lawn in front that eternally featured games of beer pong or cornhole. In back, these enormous bay windows looked out over a nicely wooded area, a reminder that our town was still a little bit rural. Inside the Dresden lived 12 of the biggest dickheads that you will ever meet. <laughs> And maybe my definition of the word dickhead is different than yours, but if you went to college, especially in a small town, you know the kind of guys I'm talking about. Obnoxious, misogynistic, and dangerous. They were the kind of guys who would fuck your sister and your girlfriend in the same night and not even have the goddamn common courtesy to lie to you about it. <laughs> guys like that drive me absolutely crazy. Guys who will steal your lunch money or stuff a freshman in a locker or boast about that chick they banged last night. Those were the kinds of guys who lived at the Dresden. I realized I hated that place my sophomore year of college. I went to a party there one night with a friend who was a female and who I definitely had a crush on, but I was way too afraid to ever make a move. Anyway, it was your typical college party. Kegs, flip cup, bad rap music. And I tried to enjoy myself, even as I watched my female friend nuzzle up to a tallish, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, Dresden dickhead. And I didn't do anything about it, because, well, I'm kind of a wuss. But later, when I saw her leave the party in tears, I walked over to Blondie and asked very casually, what happened with that girl, man? He smirked like he knew more than me, and replied, Hey, bro, she's gonna get the fuck out if she ain't gonna bend them and spread them for me. I wish I could have harnessed all the anger and the rage I felt in that moment and channeled it into a devastating Tony Award-winning monologue. I wish I could have looked Blondie dead in the eyes and said, You! You and your actions are unacceptable to me because I stand for love and decency and tolerance. And you and your house represent everything I stand against. And from this time on, we are enemies, you and I. Now, a few years later, I don't think I'd have any problem saying that. 
that delivering that Tony Award-winning monologue, taking a stand in that way. Then, I just turned around and walked away. So look, I love to party more than anybody, and I like knocking boots as much as the next frat guy, but I am not a dickhead. And that name, that stupid fucking name, not only was it a lame, outdated reference to the movie Swingers, you know the one, right? Yeah. yeah. But when I first heard the Dresden, I immediately thought of the horrific bombing of Dresden, Germany, and I can't actually fucking believe that anyone with a brain or a heart would name their house the Dresden and think that it's cool. Fuck that place. Sorry. Anyway. After four years of living around people like that, uh, four years sitting in dorm rooms and classrooms and libraries and bars and on porches and in houses and apartments surrounded by dickheads and idiots, four years of Will and Dago and I saying, those people are dickheads. We should totally do something. Yeah. After four years of all that, we decided to finally take a stand, because if nobody else was going to do it, we would. Later, that last Saturday night of college, well beyond step five, we stood in the backyard of the Dresden and looked up at those enormous bay windows, pristine and clear with not a soul on the other side. A party raged in the front of the house, but everything was calm and silent in the backyard. Will and Dago each held a speaker, and I, the main unit of that dying, demonic, moaning, fuzz-spitting stereo. And just in case I need to remind you, we were at the see what happens portion of the night. None of us thought this was a bad idea. You guys ready? I asked. Yeah, they said. All right. One, two, three. And we heaved that stereo at the Dresden and it collided with bay windows and... Run! Will screamed. We tore off across the street. Dago slipped and fell in the middle of the road, but Will and I didn't stop. We got to the other side, slowed to a run walk and ducked into a nearby house party. We moved through the party swiftly and deliberately past the guys playing pool and the girls shaking a Jay-Z through the beer-soaked kitchen, out the back door and into the night. We walked two blocks behind people's houses and circled back around to Will and Dago's front porch. Where the fuck is Dago, I yelled. Did he get caught? Shut up, Will said. He'll be fine. <laughs> Five agonizing minutes later, Dago showed up panting and out of breath. I fell on the street and went the other way. I can't believe we just did that. Immediately, we were silenced by the sound of police sirens, faint and distant. We sat on the front porch and watched as four cop cars, lights blazing, descended on the Dresden. Will raised his arms. Fuck yes! <laughs> and before we went to bed, we made the pact to never tell this story. The next day we graduated from college. Now, Two days later, we were sitting on the front porch again and our friends Caroline and Dave stopped by to say farewell. Did you guys hear about the Dresden, they asked? No, we said. <laughs> Somebody threw a stereo through their house. Apparently the guys at the Dresden found them and beat the shit out of them. <laughs> See, somewhere out there, someone got his ass kicked for something that we did. 
for something that I did. And while I feel truly and genuinely terrible that somebody else took a beat down because of our actions, I don't actually regret what we did to the Dresden. And if I had the chance to do it all over again, I might not toss a busted stereo, but I would definitely destroy that place one more time. Except this time, I wouldn't run. Second Story Podcast is brought to you by Amanda Delheimer, Megan Steelstra, Christopher Jobson, Miles Pulaski, Mikhail Fixel, and me, Rick Walker. To find out more about Second Story, the performances, and our performers, visit us at storiesandwine.com. Do this for fun. You ain't got one sticky, you better run. 